Welcome to Small Gals Big Chats, a podcast about two Asian Australian girls finding their way in this crazy world. You're joined by Amelia and Monica. Grab a coffee and snack and make yourself comfortable. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi everyone. Hello, I hope you guys are doing well. So before we start our podcast for today, I just want to share a thought. I have a habit of changing my room and earlier in May, we are in June now, oh my god, Mm -hmm. but earlier in May I changed my room because I was sad and then it changed my life because I felt better about everything. (laughs) See, (laughs) do you feel that? See, the thing with Mon is she does this very often. So every time I go to her house, her room's changed somehow. So I can firstly say she does this very often and... I can agree. Like, I think once you change things around, I don't know, I don't want to be that person, but the energy is different, you know? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, furniture, which is what I do. I only have a table, a bed, and, like, a shelf, but Mm -hmm. I somehow have made so many different arrangements. But even changing your clothes or your your wardrobe, I think, changes the mood and the energy around you, right? (laughs) No, I agree. Even things like cleaning stuff up or changing things around even if it's not furniture but I don't know maybe changing frames around or mm-hmm. changing like little bits of furniture around can I don't know I agree with one on this one it just changes your mood because you feel like it's a different space even though it's the same furniture just different placement exactly that's all I wanted to share I just feel like also decluttering equals changing your life I agree with the declutter. I love a declutter. I feel like once you declutter, you just feel so much better. You feel so much lighter. Your mind's clear. You feel like your whole life has changed. Less things, minimalism, Mm -hmm. just like changing. Yeah, so I feel like the last month of my life has changed a little bit. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let us know if you agree with what we're saying. Because, you know, speaking of declutter, I actually need to declutter my wardrobe this weekend. For anyone that doesn't know, at the moment of recording this, we are actually in lockdown here in Melbourne. This is, I feel like we recorded an episode last week and we said that it was a lockdown as well. Yeah, it depends when the episode's being released. Yeah, but if not, we've been in, we're in another lockdown. This is an extension of the first lockdown, so in case you're confused. <laughs> but Mon, do you want to say what our topic is for this week? Yes, so today we are going to be discussing women's health. Because mm-hmm. we are females and our health is so important. So yeah. why not talk about it? Exactly. And I think these are one of those topics that aren't widely spoken. I mean, it's definitely improved nowadays, but growing up, it was definitely a very taboo topic. So we just think it's important to discuss because it's our health, it's our body, everyone goes through it, it's normal. So we just want to have a discussion around this type of stuff. We know that women's health is a very broad topic. We're probably specifically going to be touching on periods, um, contraception, sex, STIs, pap smears, pregnancy tests, the whole lot. A bit here and there because, you know, why not? We talk to this, we talk about this with our like friends anyway so Mm -hmm. why not talk about it on a podcast exactly for everyone to hear (laughs) yeah why not (laughs) well let's start off with the most common thing that every female goes through and that is periods mon and i our cycles have synced up before yes we have synced 
before which is somehow very exciting sometimes I don't know why but it is right yeah. <laughs> it is exciting because then for that whole week you know that we're both moody and <laughs> it's fine but when we don't sync up there's like two weeks of the month where either one of us is either moody hungry or just tired all the time there's no words for it like it's three weeks well if it's a usual cycle of like 20 yeah. to 35 days I think then three weeks of normal well actually I feel like it's two weeks of being normal and then one week of just like leading up to it you're um, P- um, PMSing and then one week of like actual bleeding yes I completely agree it's like that week leading up to your period I just know it's coming because I'm really tired and I feel like energy has been completely zapped out of me and no matter how much sleep I get I'm just exhausted still and I also know it's because I just can't stop eating like I'm constantly craving stuff and Mon and I eat a lot usually but when it's that week before my period it's just a whole new level. I feel like leading up to it is always so much eating but like my last couple cycles I feel like when I'm on my period I don't have much appetite. That's is exactly the same as me though when I'm actually ble- you mean like the week that you're bleeding right yeah yeah I don't have an appetite when I'm actually bleeding but the week leading up to it I could eat anything and everything that like kind of makes me sad also because the week that I'm (laughs) bleeding I like see food and I'm just like don't want to eat it and like it doesn't have much taste to me I don't Mm. know why but it just doesn't I don't don't eat as much and that makes me really sad (laughs) (laughs) one week every month I can't eat that much because the other thing the other symptom I have when I know it's my periods I get moody and Mm. the smallest thing will irritate me and I'm like yeah Yeah. I'm about to get my period (laughs) leave me alone don't touch me (laughs) (laughs) don't talk to me leave me alone I like crack it at my brother, like I crack it at Ray, and he's like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "Leave me the fuck alone!" Like, and he just knows <laughs> to shut the fuck up and leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, half the time it is my period, but half the time it's just me being an annoying bitch, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I get like demanding, and mm. I, I think I used to get really bad cramps, and then oh, I yeah. would get him to reheat my um a little heat pack which is like a dinosaur Aww. yeah because I just like don't have the energy to go to the microwave so I would like throw it at him so he can do it <laughs> and he's like I'm doing you a favor I'm like yeah I don't care I'm in pain you're not in pain are you a woman <laughs> no <laughs> and then like he's like okay I'll do it oh my god I feel so- I mean I don't feel sorry for Ray because it's just normal but that's so funny <laughs> oh see the-, the thing is in my household my dad has two daughters so we're just in a household full of women so there's no brother i can pick on and stuff it's just females like i'm on my period and then my sister's on her period (laughs) and it's just two weeks actually if you think about it it's technically four weeks because our cycles don't sync up and our pms week is also different (laughs) so in our household it's always someone that's pissed off because they're on their period oh yeah honestly your poor dad how is that (laughs) surviving It was even worse when my mum was still getting her period. My God. Was it menopause, like, for your mum, like, a nightmare or for you guys? Oh, yeah, it was. When my mum was going through menopause, she was scary. Like, she was just so easily irritated. And I just remember that one to two years of her, like, transitioning into menopause, we were just, like, scared of her. Like, the littlest thing would tip her off and I'm just like, oh, God. But she's okay now. I mean, as long as she's okay now. Yeah, she's okay now. She's pretty calm now. But, like, those two years, oh, my God, Lord, help me. She was scary. Women have suffered so much 
three-week yeah, period. So, like, we're I, suffering even more and we're bleeding every month. It's like a war. I, <laughs> I know. I know. Like, any guy that ever talks about the fact that periods are not that bad, like, he needs to shut the fuck up. Husband told me the story with, um, with like, her ex-boyfriend. But, like, I think her ex-boyfriend has said, like, I don't get periods. Like, are you actually that much in pain? Like, do you actually bleed that much, you know? And then she showed him her pad. <laughs> <laughs> and he saw... Like this full flow, like of blood, and he like shut up for the like the rest of like <laughs> never made a complaint, and like was at her beck and call. And you know what? That's it. That's oh, all you that's, do. That's so funny. And we bleed a lot, man. Like I go through a lot of pads, especially in the first few days. Mm, we really do. Going back to, um, oh yeah, a question I want to ask Amelia mm-hmm. is your cycle like regular like what's the usual like days you have my cycle before I went on the pill was really irregular and then I went on the pill and obviously that regulated it so I think my cycle was like 30 31 days um so it was pretty normal and it came at the exact same time every month because obviously I was on the pill I went off the pill over a year ago now and for the first few months probably up until December last year maybe my period was still pretty irregular like some months it wouldn't come some months would come twice it was just super irregular and really annoying but ever since like December my period has been somewhat regular which is good because I know yours isn't right yeah it isn't and that's why I wanted to ask because uh yeah mine has always been irregular growing up I didn't mm-hmm. really think much into it and like when we get in sync with our cycle I'm like oh we all have our periods it's okay you know and I went on the the pill also to regulate my periods, which is what my doctor suggested. Mm-hmm. And I was on it for maybe a year and a half or something. But I went mm-hmm. off a, I think, because of lockdown last year. And I was like, yep. there's no need to, right? Because it's just, it's tiring taking it every day. Yeah, I agree. Having it at the same time. And at that time, you don't really need anything. And then when it, for a while, my cycle was kind of like regular for 35 days. And then um, as soon as we got out of lockdown for three months, I didn't get it. Yeah, November to January, I remember I didn't get it. And I was just like, hmm, we're going back to what I had, like, I say, like, teenage me, like, first, second year me. Yeah, and then I went to get myself checked out because, like, it's something I've always wondered, but I've never, like, got going to answer this because I didn't know any better. It was just, like, I've just heard, you know, pills, regular periods, and that's it. So I did a ultrasound also, and I learned that I had PCOS. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know, PCOS is polycystic ovary syndrome. It's definitely a part of genetics, I think. Don't quote me on this. It's something mm-hmm. I think I from like I read or I listened to. It was one in ten women have it. So it's actually quite common, which I didn't realize until like I started looking into a bit more. Definitely scared me at the start because like it's like something you live with, and that freaked me out. I think when you find out, yeah, because the name is so. Like, when you hear the name, it sounds like it's something scary. So, yeah. Yeah. And which is fair enough that you would be really freaked out, but it's good that you at least, because I know Mon and I have spoken about this offline, and I know Mon's been, you know, speaking to a doctor, doing a lot of research about it. And you're at the point where you feel like you're more educated on, right? So, you're not super worried. Yeah, I'm not too worried at the moment. I would say I'm just definitely more aware of how my body works, you could say. So it's definitely like a journey at the moment. Um, let me quickly rewind 
and explain what PCOS is and what's involved with it so everyone can kind of understand what it is because I think it's not a very commonly talked topic um, especially like in school we've never I've never really heard about this but um, from what I've learned and understood so PCOS is a condition where a woman doesn't ovulate because the body is producing excess androgen and when I mean androgen there are the male hormones uh, which includes testosterone so I'm producing more of that where usually with women we're producing more estrogen right and because of the excess androgen I have it affects normal menstruation and ovulation, hence why a lot of women have irregular periods. And as the name suggests, with cysts, it does play a role in it, but they're really just egg follicles, which aren't released when we ovulate, so our periods. So rather than releasing those eggs, they remain stuck in the ovaries and they appear as cysts, but they're not very dangerous they're just quite harmless despite the name it does suggest there are a lot of symptoms associated with pcos but for this every woman experience different symptoms so what i have may be very different to what other women would have and there are a level of severities with it i do like to think i am on the lower side but i'm still learning about that at the moment but symptoms um, could include excessive facial body hair growth um, acne hair loss um, reduced fertility so that means it difficulties in becoming pregnant um, but I still think it's definitely possible there are so many stories out there with successes one example being my mom I'm pretty sure she has it she's never been diagnosed before but herself and my grandma grew up with not very regular periods so they've had so many kids got my brother and I and you know Jen M she is pregnant herself at the moment and she has PCOS so you know there are a lot of um, successes out there um, other symptoms also include mood changes which include anxiety and depression obesity and sleep acnea so there are a lot but as I did say everyone has different symptoms and you don't have everything so yeah in terms of treatment there is no per se a cure for it but um, from what i've read and have listened there are ways to find the root cause of your symptoms and try to diagnose that but um, as i did say everyone falls into different categories and different level severity so it's really up to you to talk to your own doctors and do your research and understand how your body functions but yeah that's just a very brief overview of what pcos so i hope you learned something about that someone does have PCOS, I like would recommend the PCOS Nutritionist, which is a website, a blog, and also mm-hmm. like an amazing podcast mm-hmm. I actually listen to. Yeah, and it's like very informative and I'm still learning myself, but that's something I would recommend if you are interested or have PCOS. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really good. Um, it's good that there's a lot of information out there, mm. like whether that is a podcast or a website, it's good. I mean, it's not good that it's common, but at least you can find comfort in the fact that it's quite common and that means there's a lot of information out there. Because the other thing around irregular periods, right? Like when you're growing up, I mean, for me growing up when I first started getting my period, it was always irregular as well. So I never thought anything of it. So yeah, it's definitely good that you spoke to someone about it and you found out the cause of the irregular period. Yeah, I think 
you said was right, like the comfort of knowing that it's not uncommon that there are so many women out there who have the same thing as me. But yeah, you never really think about it. And I was like, I was just more curious because I was like, I can't keep going on the pill to regulate yeah. my periods, yeah. right? Because it's all synthetic hormones, you know, where the root cause of my irregular periods. So mm-hmm. this, in a way, the answer gave me comfort, even though it made me like uncomfortable at the same time. No, but it's good that you found out now and that you have information about it. The other thing we also do want to talk about is, like, contraception. Because Mon and I have been touching on the pill a lot. And we both went on the pill to regulate our periods and stuff, and that was great. But, like Mon said, I personally... It is synthetic hormones, so I didn't want the pill to be the reason for my periods to be irreg- to regulate. Even though it's great because it's a contraception, of course, and it protects you from pregnancy, that contraception just wasn't for me, I think. So you went, you went off it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we went off it at the same time because I went off it last year, probably around lockdown. Yeah, that's when I went off it too, yeah. When you went off it, did you, because you had a long-term relationship, did you just mm-hmm. use condoms then? Um, yes. So when I was on the pill, we were just using the pill as the contraception. And then once I went off the pill, then, yeah, we, I started using condoms. Because safe sex is important, everyone. Guess what? Pull out is not a contraception. <laughs> I want to say that a hundred times over. Pulling out is not a contraception. <laughs> yeah, it is not a contraception. And any boy that says no to a condom, nah, he's a red flag. Like, no. Huge red flag. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, of course, each to their own. If you're in a committed relationship and you trust the other person and you're not worried, then, you know, whatever, each to your own. And, of course, if you're trying to have a baby, then, duh, you don't use a condom. But if you're just hooking up with someone and he says no and he doesn't have condoms, then no, get out of there. Been there, done that, gone through it all. It's not great. What? <laughs> yeah, like I've had the resource of like I'm not sleeping with anyone else. Like I'm, you know, I'm clean. You know that usual. Yeah. Like I'm clean. I'm like okay, and then like you go for it, and you're like fuck me, <laughs> because yeah, like, like in the moment you're like whatever. Yeah, you're feeling it, but then like after you still like fuck me, like screwed up a little bit, and then you just have to get like the plan B when you're like freaking out a bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because if you don't use contraception, you then have to take plan B, and then it's just not great. Because firstly, the plan B is not cheap. Secondly, it fucks up your cycle, and we would know because we both have taken plan B. <laughs> like we say this, but we like I've learned the hard way. And it's like, it sucks because like in that moment you do it. I don't know. I've like talked to a lot of girls about this, but like sometimes in the moment when that stuff happens, you don't think too much. Yeah. You really don't. Yeah. Or you feel kind of pressured, not pressured and like they force you, but you feel like in that moment, because you're in that moment with the guy, you want to like continue that moment and also, or yeah. And you just like want to, I guess in a way, please. Mm. So you just continue doing it. <laughs> yeah, which is not good, of course, if you think about the consequences afterwards. But in the moment, you're like, you know, whatever. But then you like reflect back when you're at home, you're like, oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. I think also the thing with that is you always think, oh, it's okay. Like, I can't, like, surely I'm not going to get yeah. pregnant. Like, surely it's not going to be that easy. And yes, I mean, of course, it's. It might not be super easy to get pregnant, but there's still a chance and a very high chance, especially around this age. Um, and especially if you're doing it in your fertility window, which is 
the week that you're most fertile and you will get pregnant, then it's not good. So you shouldn't do it. Um, but in terms of like the guy pressuring you, if there is someone that's pressuring you to not use a condom because it feels better or you feel like you don't want to ruin the moment, then I know it's easier said than done because in that moment you're like, oh yeah, like this is good and stuff. Like I'll worry about it later, but it's really not good. There is plan B and we're very fortunate that we live in a country where contraception is allowed for us and you can easily go purchase it. But taking plan B, you know, month after month, it's not good. It really isn't. Your cycle is screwed up for one and mm-hmm. then you just don't know what happens next, right? You're like just yeah. anxious and just overall the whole like idea is quite unreliable. Let's be yeah. Um, and then you take the plan B and you think, what if I'm like the, I think plan B is like, don't quote me, like what, 97% effective if you take it within um, 72 hours or something. Yeah, there's a window for it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, oh no, but what if I'm like the 3% that gets pregnant because like some off, off chance that you are, it's just not worth all that anxiety and stress over 30 minutes of, oh, however long the guy lasts. <laughs> Honestly, when guys say it feels better, like, shut the fuck up. Like, like, I've learned it the hard way. It's just, like, annoying because for them, of course, it feels great. Because yeah. they don't have to deal with the consequences. They're not paying for any, like, plan B stuff. I feel like in the future me, I hope she, like, really listens just to tell the guys to, to stop. <laughs> yeah, just, no, just put on a condom. And if you d- do want to have sex without a condom because it feels better, then go on the pill. Or just use any other form of contraception. There's heaps out there. But I think what annoys me the most is that the only male contraception there is is condoms. A male pill? Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, science I is great nowadays. It could be a thing. Or it could yeah. be a thing in the future. Like, I don't know how that would work, but shouldn't there be better things for females or, like, men's? Because, you know, there's a female condom. And have you seen pictures of the female condom? I've seen photos, but not many. Yeah, it looks horrible. Just, like, it doesn't look great. Yeah. And no wonder we use men's condoms because, like, it's better, I guess. Mm. Men suck. (laughs) yeah men suck fuck this like it's always a female's responsibility to take the contraception and also if he wants to like fuck you without a condom and then he doesn't want to play for the plan b as well then you know you know who to never talk to again if he doesn't want to pay for plan b he won't be paying for your child support so yeah exactly and he won't be paying for your abortion as well so and look abortions are not cheap yeah exactly Exactly. They're not cheap. And you never want to resort to an abortion. So use contraception, people. Use contraception. That's like some mental, physical, emotional toll you do not need in the future. Yeah, and it's very damaging on the body as well. It really is. Um, And it can have effects in the future when you do eventually want to have kids. So contraception is the way. Whatever that contraception is, up to you. Because the thing is with female contraception as well is that there's a lot of side effects, which suck. Because yeah. it depends on the pe- on the person, but I know some people don't respond as well to um, the pill, to certain contraception, they just don't react very well, which is annoying because then they can only resort to using a condom. And condoms is, you know, it can be used incorrectly as um, all contraception, but it's just annoying. Like we already go through periods and then we have to take contraception that have side effects. Pretty bad side effects because you've got, I think... I don't know what's the proper name, but there's a rod in your arm you can have that lasts for, I think. Oh, an IUD? 
I think the iod is a uterus one. Oh yes, yes, that's right. The rod thing is the one in your arm, isn't it? Yeah, and then the uterus one is the iod, and I think that's a. I think five years. I think under healthcare they're pretty cheap. Thank God for healthcare. Yeah, healthcare card, but I just yeah the side effects I've heard even with the first few months of having it. I think of course it varies from person to person, but mm-hmm. some stories I've heard have not been great. Like just your mood swings for one are huge or something. Mm-hmm. Cramping as well. Yeah, like even people get a depression from it. Mm. And some people don't even get along with the um, IUD and they have to end up taking it out. So, God, what women do to get by. I know, I know. But since we've mentioned Plan B, does that mean that you've had pregnancy scares before then? (laughs) No, I'm laughing, but like, I haven't haven't been there. (laughs) Have you taken. Okay, to be fair, the first time that was a quote pregnancy scare, I wasn't worried. For some reason, male was really worried. I'm like, like, I'm saying this, like, not even joking. Like, I literally see no areas of concern or possibility that I could have gotten pregnant. But he was like, oh, just take a pregnancy test anyway. So I was like, um, okay, whatever, fine. I mean, I didn't pay for it. So I took the pregnancy test and obviously it was negative. But I knew it was going to be negative anyway because contraception worked fine like perfectly the second time i had a pregnancy scare i didn't take a pregnancy test i did take plan b and that was completely my fault and i was an idiot and i learned the hard way and it's never gonna happen again i could have been a godmother okay do do you really want me to have a child at 23 years old monica so selfish i mean that wasn't the message but like yes that's what i wanted to ask because i want to have a child to play with (laughs) see i say this to mon all the time like I want her to have a kid so that I can play with, but I don't want to deal with it. I just want to play with it and babysit it when it's being cute. (laughs) Saying this on a podcast to even, like, make it concrete. (laughs) Okay, Mon, I'm never, I'm not going to, like, turn my back on you and be like, no, sorry, you can't be the godmother. Trust me, when I have a kid one day, when I'm in a committed relationship and I finally decide to have a kid, you'll be godmother. But I expect to be the godmother of your child as well. Yeah, that's a given. But I want to just to confirm it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she confirms it every, like, six months. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. I'm just telling you. Like, what if some, like, other female friend swoops in and is like, I want to be godmother. Like, if I need to fight. <laughs> this is Mon's biggest insecurity in life. <laughs> yes, yeah, not being godmother. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I guess on the topic of sexual intercourse... STIs, obviously very common, isn't it? It is super common. I do not know the statistics. Oh, maybe it's like one in four. Don't quote me on this, but it's very, very common. And I think one of the biggest ones that's super dangerous is like HIV, right? Yeah. And AIDS, yep. which I guess is very common, used to be common. Mm-hmm. Common ones are like chlamydia and gonorrhea, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you've got genital herpes for some. But yeah. Um, have you ever taken an STI test before meals? Um, I personally haven't. Mm. Yeah, no, I personally haven't. Have you? Yeah, I've had a few times. They're mostly like pee tests though. You pee in a cup and then the results come back a couple days later. It's not like a scary thing, right? Like you just go to your doctor if you feel like you have symptoms. Not that you have to even have symptoms. I went to get it because I think I had just slept with a couple guys and Mm. I just felt like I needed to do it for my own sake even though I was being safe Mm -hmm. most of the time um I just wanted to do it 
because yeah like you should because you are sexually active yeah it's the right thing to do and like whenever that next person does come you can always say you are clean because it's yeah. also like very comforting especially it's someone you don't know too well to know that yeah. they are also clean knowing that there's nothing like lying around um or mm-hmm. else if it's not a pee test in a cup then it's like a vaginal swab which I've had okay. before too. So yeah, it's not scary at all. I think it's something that should be more encouraged. I just don't think it's talked about as often because with SCI it comes with a stigma that if you have it, then like it shit or like you you fucked up essentially, right? Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. not even yeah, and I completely agree with that. I mean, I don't agree with that stigma. Sorry, I agree there is a stigma around that. And I think it's so bullshit. Like, we live in a day and age where there's Tinder, there's dating apps. Mm. You can have sex with anyone you want, anytime you want. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't hurt to just be on the, you know, safer side of things and just, you know, for peace of mind, just to make sure that everything is okay. And I agree when you know, you talk about STIs and stuff, people think, oh, geez, like, you've been sleeping around, like, oh, you must be a, quote, hoe or slut, and it's like, sorry, no, like, what year do we live in? Like, females sleeping around is nothing, there's nothing to it other than the fact that they're having fun and they're sleeping around. Obviously, they're adults and they're just being safe. What's the problem, you know? It should be the same for guys, because Mm -hmm. just because a guy is sleeping around, I feel like for guys who sleep, who do sleep around, it's like, such like a victory for them like yeah you got some fuck yeah you're the boys you know mm-hmm. and like for i think we're with our own female friends it's like whatever fine but like you know there are conversations where you're like ill like why are you sleeping around like why are you hoeing around i don't know yeah <laughs> and it's like well, if, she, if she wants to sleep around then yeah you go get that dick whatever <laughs> yeah, you go get some you, you do your boo <laughs> <laughs> like we're young right we're not in relationship and you're not hurting anyone so what's the problem i think it's so bullshit and if you are sleeping around maybe a good idea just to check exactly i mean if you think about it in like this perspective mm-hmm. like we're getting to the age where we should be doing like annual checks right yeah annual health checks i mean like getting your blood test um checking your cholesterol like just like your, even your skin stuff if you have any like moles you get that tested because you see concerns mm-hmm. so if you are sleeping around and you are concerned about the people you are sleeping with then you should get that checked out like that shouldn't be a stigma be put in that perspective because like overall it's about your health if yeah. you have something it can just lead to like long-term impacts like for example genital herpes right mm-hmm. like i think from what i have read you can take something to like not pass not transmit it mm-hmm. um but you have to like disclose to your partner so you have it or something like that just as a like, mm-hmm responsibility but if you have things like that it's always good to know and to tell others because long-term effects do happen yeah it's just another health check at the end of the day right your genitals is part of your health it's just another health check so it should be encouraged and it shouldn't be frowned upon at all yeah exactly i just it's kind of all stupid and i feel like it's just society being dumb and boys being dumb too at the same time and it's exactly the same thing as like female masturbation and female pleasure is always frowned upon. It's like, oh, what the hell? You want you have a vibrator, you masturbate, oh yuck. Like yuck about that. Guys jack off every single fucking day, you know? It's like, literally the same thing. Why one works one way and the other can cannot. Mm-hmm. But 
we live in a patriarchal society, so you know where it is. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, progress um, is progress, but yeah, it shouldn't yeah. be a stigma, of course. Yeah, no, you should encourage your female friends to go out and have fun. Yeah, if you want to buy that vibrator, you should go buy, buy that vibrator because who needs a man? I mean, don't actually don't quote me on that because I don't want people to come at me and be like, vibrators for men are very different. And I was like, like even with a vibrator, like it's just a sex toy. You can buy one and use it with your boyfriend if you have a boyfriend or use it on yourself, even better. <laughs> um, I guess on the topic of health checks as well, Mon and I are both approaching the age in Australia where we have to start doing it. Uh, pap smear. So ages 25 to 74 years old from the research I just did mm-hmm. um, under the National Cervical Screening Program, which Australia runs. I actually went to the doctors the other day and I think I wanted to ask about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think in my head I thought I could, I would be eligible for it just because the idea is if you're sexually active, you should get a pap smear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she said, no, like, don't worry about it. So under 25, I don't need to worry about it. I used to think that as well because I was sexually active and I was thinking, oh, do I need to get a pap smear? But I did some research into it when I was quite young. And in Australia, it's ages 25 to 75. So I'm just going to wait till 25. But I heard it can be quite painful. Yes, it's just quite invasive is Mm -hmm. the word I have been given because Mm -hmm. it's like them sticking something up your vagina, essentially. I've watched so many videos about women talking about it and every time they, like, explain how it works, I don't know, for some reason, like, my vagina just, I don't know, I just feel, like, really crampy all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, God. It's just, like, I think imagining it is worse than, I mean, I hope. I haven't actually done it yet, so don't quote me on this, but I'm hoping the thought of it is worse than actually doing it. You could apply to a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> you could apply it to everything in life. Um, the other health check that I know we should be doing now, regardless of... It's got nothing to do with sex- being sexually active, but you should be checking your boobs. Just like feel around in your tip- boobies and see if there's any lumps. Make sure that everything's okay. I just don't think I've ever been properly shown oh. how to, you know, check. Just because, I mean, it's so common among women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've never been properly, like, shown. But you've just been told if you feel lumps, then say something. Yeah, right? I think, see, the problem is that when we were in school, we were never taught anything that Mon and I talked about in this podcast. I mean, except for periods. And even with the periods, it was like, oh, if you bleed, here's a pad. There was not more anything more to it. So that's another reason why we wanted to do this podcast is I mean some of these things you might already all know but you might have learned a thing or two as well and I think it's important to continue having these conversations because it's not talked about and if there is something wrong um and you find out too late then that's like that's terrible right and with the boob thing I agree that we've never been properly taught how to do it I just follow some people on Instagram who have talked about it years ago and ever since then I kind of just remember so very important, people. Check your boobies. But you, it's a really good point, though. I think in school, especially in health, half the time you don't exactly pay attention. Yeah, you um, don't. <laughs> and then the other half, they talk about babies for one. Like, I've seen that birth video. And then oh, yeah. learning how to put a condom on a banana because that's totally what a penis is, you know. Um, <laughs> hint, wink, wink, wink. But <laughs> it's not very helpful for future, like, teenagers or Oh, girls, just because, yeah, the pap smear, pregnancy test, 
SDIs for a while, which are so common. Yeah. Um, even talking about like pads, tampons. But also, we haven't been in school for a while, so That's I mean, true. I doubt anything's changed to be honest but I'm really hoping that it's a lot better now but if it's not then they should improve that. I mean I know that the only good thing I've only like read about is that Victorian schools are supplying free sanitary pads and tampons in all government schools to promote like the positive menstrual health which is I love how that. awesome to see yeah it's progress. Yeah I love that. I guess to wrap up this episode I think what we want to make sure is very clear is that these things shouldn't be topics that are frowned upon. They should be things that are openly talked about and you shouldn't be embarrassed to talk about this stuff. And if you try to talk to this about this stuff with people around you and they shut you down and say, oh, yuck, like, what the hell, then I don't know, man. They're not the right people to be around. Your mom, sister, yourself like might be in that circumstance and I just think it's a it's a part of our lives so mm-hmm. it should never be like limited in conversation we should just be mm-hmm. openly talking about it because the more information we share just the better we know right like how mm-hmm. to proceed and how to do things knowledge is like power so mm. and the less scary some of these things become like mm. when you find out how common it is and when you listen to other women talk about it you don't feel so alone and you don't feel so scared so yeah, reach out, do your research. There's heaps of amazing women out there that do videos and are on Instagram because that's how I found out most of my information, to be honest. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and you learned a thing or two. If not, I hope you just enjoyed listening to us talk about boobs and vaginas and periods. <laughs> if you're a guy who's listening to this, it's like educational. You treat women better also because you know how much we go through. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I completely agree. (laughs) And with that, just a quick reminder that we release our episodes every Wednesday now at (laughs) 9am. Also on Instagram, so follow us on Small Girls Big Chats. And we hope you have a lovely week. And we'll see you next week. Alright, bye!